Hello all and welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Staff Football Pick'ems Podcast. I'm your host Pete Kaguaga and I'm joined as always by Game Time CT Senior Producer Sean Patrick and Game Time CT Columnist Jeff Jacobs. Quickly, before we get into the games, just want to give a really big shout out to Jeff who for the first time since joining the Pick'ems this year has finished atop the leaderboard in a week. Hey. Uh, Jeff went 7-4. and four. Yeah, but I was tied with about 12 different people. Yeah, you were tied with uh, <laughs> Mike Fornabayo and Chris McNeese at 7-4. and four. Congratulations. Um, and I just want to shout out Seymour for showing up against Antonio for me. Thanks, guys. I didn't. I completely forgot that it was <laughs> worth two points. So you know, I wouldn't have had that much faith, Seymour, if I realized I was going to be. A well, we've been doing the two points for all. I just completely forgot season. about it. And now uh, uh, the rest of the staff went uh, heart, six Seymour. and five. The rest of the staff went six and five, five and six and four and six. Mac me leads um, the overall standings through seven weeks. And uh, myself and Sean Bowley are all the way down at the bottom, Oof. barely ahead of the eight ball. Oof. Jeff, you've moved into striking range. You were only uh, five wins back of Mac me. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a turtle here, picking up a game each week and uh, getting a little momentum. I think I'm only a couple of games out of a game or two out of second place. And, yeah, you're uh, you're right of, in there. Yeah, so, so I. But every time I get confident, I pitch a four and six. It's like <laughs> when I'm really really nervous and sure I'm going to go like two and eight. I, I pick it out. So I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't bet the house or bet the farm as they say on on Jacobs in this thing. Well, the big week to look ahead that changed a lot is Thanksgiving. I've mentioned that a couple of times. We picked yeah. 15 games uh, for Thanksgiving, oh. and uh, there's a lot of points to be had. So if you keep treading water and keep chipping away, you might you might have a shot. Sean, you and I are are in trouble. We have some, yeah, we have some, we have some serious issues here. So we're gonna try and make this as good as possible. I'm gonna no more fool around. The gloves are off. The gloves, <laughs> the gloves are, are off. off. It's a, I, this I is a loaded Mac week. Me and, and and Maggie, Maggie, who got a shout out from Stonington for being the only team that person picked them. You know, it's time for me to take the gloves off. She's had her day. Maxme's had her day. Even Jeff Jacobs now has had his day. It's time to get going here. Let's go. <laughs> I will say this. I expressed some bitterness on Twitter toward Be- Maggie when she invaded the e- my side of the state, the ECC, <laughs> and started ECC. picking upsets. I, I said, my God, will this ever end? How do you pick that game? Ever how do you pick that game? I gave Ledger, good enough how reasons do you do on the show. I gave, I gave good answers on this show. I watched that game. I watched that game, by the way, fellas, on 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 the day.com and uh, Ledger score. Now Out, Outlaws is banged up. He's playing. He played this game, but he That's was banged up, se- semi semi effective. But Stoney has got a nice team, and this kid White. He threw a pass. He, the quarterback got hurt. Uh, yeah. White. He threw a pass, caught a pass, and ran for the touchdown on the last drive. That. Uh, put him in position to win uh, with the two-point conversion with 24 seconds to go. So I, I had – this is embarrassing. I keep my little list here as the game goes along, and I checked. This is how bad it was. I not only picked Ledger, but with two minutes to go, I ch- put Ledger in the check in the win column, and Stoneyton came back. <laughs> so it was t- that that loss was twice as painful for me because I, I, I like to brag them a big ECC guy, you know. Well, this schedule this week for week eight is loaded. Now is the the playoff pitcher kind of uh, develops each week and each game becomes important, right? We saw, um, you know, Maloney Xavier two weeks ago. We all picked that game. A lot of us picked Xavier. Maloney thumped him like 
these games are starting to become playoff games and, and the playoff pitcher is developing. And a lot of these games that we're going to pick have a lot to do with it. So we're going to start quickly. We're going to start at the top as always game of the week. <laughs> Again, I say this every week. If you don't know what the game of the week is by now, um, you're doing this wrong, but so we'll pick the game of the week last Sean. That one's worth two. I feel like I have <laughs> to you. remind you. Thank you. That one's worth all right. two. Um, all right. So we're going to start in the SEC uh, battle of West Haven, or for me, the battle of Zapartis and pizza. We have three and three Notre Dame West Haven coming off a big win against Massick, uh, tra- tra- traveling to Ken Strong Stadium to play the five and one Westies of West Haven. Um, they're five and one. They're they're playing in the SEC tier two. Are they good? Or are they a product of that schedule? Can they hang with a tier one team like Notre Dame West Haven uh, and improve to six and one? West Haven's got Cheshire and Fairfield Prep left on their schedule, so this is a big game for the Westies. Uh, Notre Dame is, is hovering around that final spot in Class M. Uh, if you're a Class M team, you're looking at it like, I hope Notre Dame doesn't get in. Um, you know, it's not an easy road for either team the rest of the way, so this one's definitely a big one. Uh, Notre Dame won the last matchup between the two in 2019 with West Haven winning the, the, the three prior. Sean, let's start off hot this week. Who do you got, Notre Dame West Haven or West Haven? I'm going to go with the... Well... I like I like Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame knows now that they have a shot here to 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 do something and maybe maybe squeak into this Class M playoff berth. You know, West Haven has been playing well. You know, it's boosted their confidence to have this sort of tier two schedule here. But you know, that Hamden loss still kind of sticks out for me. And Hamden hasn't been great the last few weeks. West Haven has been better. They're playing a freshman quarterback, so you know, lots of growing pains still. I think Notre Dame wins this one and continues the march up the Class M standings. Got Notre Dame also. They beat Wilton in OT, lost the prep by six, and beat Massick by 19 in the last three weeks. Yeah. They're three and three, but uh, that that does not that no longer speaks of a of a uneven roller coaster team. That that speaks to a team that's pretty darn good. Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm going with Notre Dame. I'll complete the sweep for the Green Knights. Uh, this is a team that I think, and I've said this before, that if they can get into Class M, watch out. And I think a lot of Class M teams are looking at it saying, God, I hope West Haven wins. Like Brantford. Uh, I ju- yeah, like Brantford. Uh, I don't think that this is, will be this week. I think Notre Dame rolls. All right, going to our CCC game. We got 3-3 three and three Simsbury, whose three losses are against Hall, Maloney, Windsor, and 3-3 three and three Connard, whose losses are against Maloney, Fairfield Prep, and Weathersfield. This is a good matchup against good teams who have just played good teams on their schedule and are both sitting at 500. Jeff, you got Simsbury or you got Connard? I got Simsbury just based that they were they were good a couple of years ago. I know there's no other players uh, changes from, you know, from the because of the COVID year, but just a just a little bit more back class in recent years. So that's that's the difference for me. Connor showed me something last week about beating Newington. Uh, you know, Simsbury, though, I think is pretty good, too. Um, oh, man. I, uh, I would like to pick Connor here, but I just can't do it. I'm going to go with Simsbury. Yeah, I'm going to, again, complete the sweep. Uh, Simsbury, I think, is, is a really good team that just has played a really hard schedule. You know, Maloney, Paul, and Windsor look like they're three playoff teams, probably two guaranteed, three maybe. Um, you know, they all, uh, Hall and Maloney do play each other, I think next week or the week after. So that one 
Should be really interesting. All right, we got our SWC matchup. This one's very intriguing. We got 6-0 New Fairfield going to Massac to play the 4-2 Panthers. Yes, New Fairfield is 6-0. They're in Class S. And they've just played one team that's in Class L. A lot of the teams that they've played have been in Class M. I think they've played one Class S team, Sheehan, who they beat in the final minute. Massac, on the other hand, they're looking they're looking in on on the weird class l uh right now you know they're four and two but their two losses have come to sec opponents and hand in, in notre dame pretty convincingly by hand in notre dame um is this new fairfield team state level good where they can go into Massac and knock off Massac? sean who do you got i love Massac in this spot because Massac doesn't beat lose the teams like this in the in the swc i know i know new fairfield's had a great run right so far um, they did get kind of pushed a bit to limit there by a Fitch team that I think is okay. I don't think it's great, but, you know, Massac is just, Massac owns these games. I mean, unless somebody hurt or something like that, Massac has shown the ability to put up big numbers against teams that, you know, I, I say I say it's going to be a shootout. I say Massac wins this one, unlike last week. Yep, I'm going Massac also. Uh, I think I have a handle on how good Massac is. I do not have a handle on how good New Fairfield is. Still, after all these weeks, Jeff? What? After all these weeks, Jeff? You don't have a handle? All these weeks, and New Fairfield's one of those uh, those teams that I just don't know. So, without knowing uh, Massac being the bigger school and, you know, having some pedigree there, I'm going to go with them. You know, I really do want to pick New Fairfield. I really do. James Caswell is having an unbelievable year for the Rebels, the Rebels but... It was why I picked Notre Dame last week against Massac. I will take Massac against any SWC team that is not named Newtown, right. and I will pick against them against any <laughs> against any non-SWC team. So I'm going to go with Massac as well, but I think this might be a lot closer than we think it will be, at least maybe earlier in the game. All right, an NVL, nice NVL matchup. We got 5-1 Holy Cross traveling to play the 4-1 Greyhounds. Now, Nogatuck's kind of quietly started this year 4-1, uh, they're, they're in a playoff spot in Class S right now. The schedule has not been the most demanding, though. They've won the games that are in front of them. But uh, this is a big stretch for Holy Cross in their next, you know, three of their next five games. They have Holy Cross, Woodland, and Sonia. You know, what are we going to see from the Greyhounds? Holy Cross, they played well. You know, Sean, you know, went, I believe, stopped by and saw Holy Cross this year. And they played well in, in the game against Sonia. The Crusaders... They have a November 18th date with Seymour, who will probably have one loss heading into that game. That's going to be a huge game for Class S, seeding maybe playoff spot. Um, Holy Cross did win the last meeting between the two, and I believe Naugatuck was a double L school at the time. Holy Cross is Class S. Um, but Naugatuck had won the four before. Jeff, who do you got? I got the Crusaders of Holy Cross. Uh Sean, I think that they, they uh, after seeing what Ansonia did to Seymour and Holy Cross did better, and they're a good team. Nogatuck's not bad, but uh, I like the Crusaders, and I'm a little concerned that, I, that I'm agreeing with you guys so far, given your guys' standings. But yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and pick Nogatuck. <laughs> Man, I am still at a loss to see how Holy Cross lost that Ansonia game. Fornabaya was there, so maybe he can shed a little bit of light on it. It was close, but then Ansonia just did what it does and pulls away. You know, tough at, at Ansonia's field. Yeah, I get it. But when I saw Holy Cross beat up on Woodland, I was impressed. They got some athletes there, man. And and one of them is Thomas Legey, who's pretty good at, the, at running back. 
beefy kid. They got a good line led by uh, RJ Damano as one of those guys. Was a real fiery kid who I enjoy. Uh, you know, David Kaipritsky, the, the kid, the, the quarterback who transferred from Oxford. I think they got a really nice team. And maybe they play Ansonia again. Uh, or at least maybe nine out of ten times they beat Ansonia. Maybe. But when it counts Ansonia, as we've proven 101 times over and over again, uh, just always steps up when it comes to NVL competition. That said, uh, I'm gonna, I love Holy Cross. I really think that they are gonna, they're going to be a team that everyone's kind of written off because of that Ansonia light loss and now they're going to kind of come back with a vengeance here. I'll take the Crusaders. Yeah, I, I'm going to complete the sweep. I think Nogatuck's four wins have come against teams that have a combined like five or six wins. Um, so I'm, I'm going with the Crusaders as well. Wow, through four games we are all in agreement. Nice. I don't think this has happened this far this year. No, right? no, think- this is this. Sean's usually got off the deep end by now, but not yet. <laughs> I think we're going to change here in our Pequot game. We have five and one Coggenshaw co-op traveling to Rockville to play the Rams. Coggenshaw got absolutely handled by Andrew Nye, Drew Nye, and the Morgan Huskies, while Rockville not only beat Granby Canton, but shut them out 42 to nothing. And we sat on the show last week, and I believe we all picked Granby Canton in that game. Uh, the two, like I said, they're, they're going to meet in Rockville Friday night. Does Coggenshaw rebound, or do the Rams keep ringing the bell, Sean? You know, I like Coggenshaw. I think they've been they've had a good defense. You know, uh, Anthony Anthony Toth has been very good. I like the quarterback. I was still kind of stunned. I think they ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw against Morgan, a, a kind of a hot team, hot hand in Drew Nye. Um, it was a fascinating game. But, you know, looking at it a little bit more, you know, who have they played leading into that game? Stafford was pretty close. 21-14. HK was kind of close. Valley didn't have all their guys. 14 nothing. This I think I think Rockville now showing us what they're really made of. And uh that was an eye-opening victory. I'm going with the Rams. They're ringing the bell at Rockville. That's a tough spot for uh for Coggenshug. I, I the bell gets rung, folks. And, and maybe a few more bells in, in addition to that. Uh Rockville started with some COVID problems, correct? Well, they had a game uh, postponed. Yeah. Because of it. Oh, yeah. They, um, uh, Granby Canton, I thought was was pretty good. 42 nothing. unless there's something that I don't know about that game, that is a tie turner. I mean, that, that's, uh, that's, a, that's one of the eye openers of, of, of the, of the smaller leagues. So, yeah, uh, 42 nothing over Cranton. How, how can I go against Rockville this week? They're on a roll. The rock wow. is turned into a boulder. Wow. It's, boulder, it's Boulderville. It's not Rockville. It's Boulderville. I thought I was going to be the only one to take Rockville. Uh, <laughs> I should have picked them last week. I Sean called me out. He's like, how are you not picking against Rockville? Uh, how are you picking against Rock, uh, Rockville? I did. I got burned. I'm going with the bell. I'm going with the Rams. Coach Knickerbocker, big Marvel, big Star Wars guy. You know, you, oh, got, that's you, got, you, got, you got to support that. But I'm going with the Rams as well. All right, our CTC game. Now, you asked us last week, we we thought this game would have been a, a matchup of undefeateds. But ATI played spoiler. We got 6-0 Thames River traveling to play 5-1 Cheney Tech. Like I said, ATI played spoiler, knocking off undefeated Cheney Tech last week. Celebrations across Class L. Yeah, a little uh, bit. For every not, other not quite. Not quite. Yeah, they but got one out, anyway, right? They got one out. <laughs> yeah. 
So, with you know, sitting with one loss, they got, you know, Cheney Tech is sitting with one loss. They're going up against an undefeated Thames team. They still have Quindabog, who's also undefeated, left on their schedule. Cheney can't lose another game the rest of the way, I would imagine, if they wanted to go to the playoffs. Thames River last week played in a close one against Platte Tech, only winning by 12. Jeff, does Thames stay undefeated, or does Cheney Tech win and set up the potential worst-case scenario where all three of them finish 9-1? Yeah. Well, I don't think they can now, right? Uh, because uh, Cheney lost. If they beat each other, someone's got to finish with two losses because they oh, all correct. got to play each other. But, yeah, you're right. Cheney knows they got to win this game this week. But, man, they lost to ATI. And I did – in ATI, uh, I saw them the first week, uh, and they, they were not good. So I'm sure they've gotten better since then. But Quinnabog just put it to them. And so if they're going to lose the ATI, I'm going to have to go with Thames River. I'm going to have to go rolling on a river. <laughs> you know, I think the one thing that we're going to learn from the CTC season is despite our protestations and, and, and clearly pointing out a very big issue. And it's brought now brought us some interesting opinions from both sides. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to say, first of all, that I think this, this league is very unpredictable, more unpredictable than we think it is. And there's a lot more to be said here. Things, our doomsday scenario probably wasn't going to happen, and we need to recognize that it probably won't happen. However, one of them will get in at least. I, that's, that I can say in class L. That said, uh, that was a fascinating uh, uh, victory by ATI. You know, I was kind of lamenting the fact that ATI and Bullard Havens, you know, both won a former Jason Pace, sorry, Jason's more, won a former Chris Pace school and won a current Chris Pace school. We're both having rough years sure enough they both both teams bullard havens also almost knocked off quinnabog uh that same weekend so i'm gonna have to go with cheney tick here because i think adam sarvis's team is pretty good um and uh i think that they're gonna you know something must have been off there because you know seven six that's not quite them and i think they're gonna they're gonna continue to make things difficult here they're gonna knock off knock off thames river the cruise the uh what are they the, oh the saint burns right or no the <laughs> What are they anyway? The, they're the, just the river. Oh, is that what they are? I, I they have no mascot. idea. I mean, the I Saints. No they idea. are the Saints. Um, you know, I, there's a little bit of me that would love Thames River to just win, just knock Cheney Tech out of any competition to make you know our you know lives easier of, of teams in Class S. But there's more of me that wants the chaos, and I'm gonna go with Cheney Tech because I would love just the chaos of just keeping them all involved for the rest of the way and having to come down to you know, the week before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving, and it gives us more to do. But uh, I just, I love the chaos. So I'm going with Cheney Tech. Yeah. All yeah, right, Cheney we got Tech, our, so. Yeah, we got our, uh, we got a couple of good uh, matchups to to finish us off. Uh, first one, we got an Alliance crossover. We got four and two Newtown traveling to Finn Stadium to play the five and one Shelton Gales. Newtown has rebounded after back-to-back losses to Darien and Ridgefield with wins over Bunnell and Cheshire. And now they're in the biggest game of the season, you know, class double L playoff hopes are on the line uh, in this game for Newtown. Does a third loss bump them? They, you know, don't have the easiest schedule the rest of the way. Obviously, you look at Shelton. Shelton's right in the middle of their meek grinder of their season. Uh, both teams are currently in the playoff standings, but a loss here would not be ideal for Newtown. Sean, can the Nighthawks go in the fin and walk away with the W? Yeah, I think this is, you know, you want to add you know, Newtown last week, uh, 
beat up on NFA in kind of a revenge game. Granted, NFA is not the NFA of two years ago, and even then they beat those, that team up. So I don't know what kind of revenge Shelton got other than they, they uh, you know, maybe, maybe they made themselves feel better, but they still doesn't get them into the class, the 2019 class double playoffs, unfortunately. But uh, that said, I think they have a little payback in store for Newtown as well. It's a game that they should have won two years ago. They think they should have won and maybe knock Newtown off their perch. But uh, and new, they certainly would have loved to have gotten that second chance in the Class L Double L quarterfinals. But now this is their shot here, that shot to maybe make amends to the senior class of two years ago and, and all that stuff. I'm going with the Gales because if I don't go with the Gales, I know I'll hear about it all season long if they win. Newtown on the other hand, I don't know. I got Shelton also. Uh, I can't explain that Trumbull loss. Yeah, I think they're missing some guys, Jeff. What's that? Well, I think they were missing. Were I, they I, missing I, guys? Santiago, I think Santiago was out. I don't think that makes a big difference, but. But they got stumped. But other than that, Shelton's is good, and they can put points up. I wonder about how many points Newtown can put up against really good teams. Hmm. That's when I saw against Darien. Uh, offensively, I know they can. If you look at their numbers, that when they play the the weaker teams, they can score. So I think Shelton can put up more points, and I, and. The semi-inexplicable loss to Trumbull, I'm going to overlook. So I'm going with Shelton. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Shelton. I was at that game two years ago. It was a really good game. Also at Finn Stadium, uh, you know, it kind of came down to the fourth quarter and Newtown pulled away. But I really like this Shelton team. Like I said, like Jeff said about that loss to Trumbull, I think it was just a blip. And uh, I think Shelton might be the best team in the SEC. You know, I think you know we get to see them play prep, so that'll always be fun. Um, to, to kind of have it battle out on the field. But I'm going to go with Shelton in this one. All right, now we get to our fun weekend in the FCAC. Always got to save it for last. Oh and the first one, the first one up, we have 5-1 and one New Canaan traveling to 4-2 and two Greenwich. Greenwich thumped Trumbull last week. New Canaan lost to Wilton for the first time since 1995. In the last 12 matchups, this game is an even 6-6 six and six split. But Greenwich has won the loss the last four matchups, including a 34-0 win in the Class Double L Championship game in 2018. Jeff, who do you got? New Canaan had not proven they could beat the best teams before they played last weekend, and they lost. Greenwich, on the other hand, has gone through somewhat of a meat grinder and they've lost a couple games. I now have a scenario in my head where Greenwich could win the Class Double L Championship and be our number one team with two losses in our Ooh. final poll. Interesting. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm I, I'm having if if if, if Darian wins this week. And they go on to win the the, the, the uh, Class Double L championship. Greenwich should not be written off. And I had them. I have them as the number three team in the state right now with two losses. I think they're that good, and I think they have a couple of game breakers that can do it. So I got Greenwich this week, and I I, I got Greenwich this week with the asterisk that we have not seen the end of the Cardinals. It's just been that kind of year, you know. Uh, yeah. I saw, you know, I mentioned this on the podcast. I, I like meat guy in the podcast, to coin a phrase. Uh, that uh, you know, I saw Greenwich and, and Fairfield Prep play a slugfest, no offense, and I was like, whoa, I'm falling asleep. 
Um, I didn't think it was a good game at all, but it turns out I was watching some defensive like masterpiece because these are two of the top teams in the state. No doubt. I mean, look at it. You know, Shelton, obviously. I have Shelton ahead of Greenwich and Stanley, but not by much. You know, because Fairfield Prep's right there. We're going to see that game next week, too. Anyway, that all aside, I really... Granite shows showed me something the last two weeks. They almost beat St. Joe. And I think they learned something from that. And they came back and just, oh, it's just obliterated uh, Trumbull. And might have just completely sent Trumbull to the trash heap early. Which is unfortunate. But that said, Buchanan is one of those teams that just itching right now to get beat up. They haven't had it yet. I mean, Wilton, they beat him by a, a field goal. But uh, even North Haven gave New Canning a bit of a run. New Canning's been having a little bit of issues with their offense. I mean, Drew Pine, you know, long gone. We're, we're trying to work into some new things out. I like Cagnetta. I like Cooney. I think they, they do a good job. They're just not consistent enough. Greenwich, on the other hand, look out. I'm taking the Cardinals. You know, I I was – I made my picks before, and I always change when I do the show because <laughs> I just love to punish myself. But I can't go back in my schedule – and find a time where New Canaan has lost back-to-back games in the regular season. I can't. I can't find it. And you want to talk about a really good coaching staff? New Canaan's right up there. Right, right. And uh, because of that, I'm going with New Canaan. I don't Who think the they're going to lose. I don't think they're going to lose back-to-back games. Backs against the wall. Backs against the well, wall. Well, I Pete, will you, will you grant that you think Greenwich is favored, though, in this game? Oh, if we I get, absolutely if we, think okay, Greenwich is okay, favored. I think okay. – I think, Going out on a limb here, I think I'm going to pick New Canaan. I think Dave Stewart's going to pick New Canaan. And I think Scott Erickson's going to pick New Canaan. Those are my guesses. But I think everyone else picks Greenwich. It, the eight ball, obviously, is up for grabs. All right. Another very fascinating FCAC matchup. We got 4-2 Ridgefield traveling to play 4-2 Wilton. Ridgefield hasn't lost to Wilton since 1993. That's 22 straight games that Wilton hasn't won. They did tie in 1999, 7-7, uh, but Richfield has won 19 straight since. Richfield's two losses have come against Greenwich and St. Joe's in good games. I mean, Richfield came back in the Greenwich game. We've talked about that at nauseum on this show in the mm-hmm. meat grinder, and they played really well against St. Joseph's last week. Wilton's two losses are to Darien in a game where they were in it until 10 minutes left in the game, and to Notre Dame-West Haven, which they lost by one. And they just, they're coming off a new Canaan win. Uh, I saw a lot from Wilton that I just really like, but that history really stands out to me. Um, Sean, who you got? Kevin Callahan never loses to Wilton. Um, there have been some pretty good Wilton teams there, but I don't think this, I think this is a different one than they've seen lately. And, and as good as, as Ridgefield has been, uh, you know, I definitely think they're up there as far as like teams go. Um, they're better than New Canaan, I think, Richfield, certainly. Um, but does that mean that Wilton is better, is is not as good as Richfield? I don't think so. Um, I, you know, I watched that game online the other day, or yesterday, and, uh, or two days ago, I should say, and I was I was impressed. I mean, Parker Woodring, I think, is good. Grant Masterson, breaking hearts at Dunning again. Now it's at Fujitani Field. Uh, there's just so much history between these two teams. It's just ridiculous. There's been so many there's vandalism incidents and there's another crazy incidents and uh, these are two towns that just do not like each other and they're very similar too which is kind of funny it's like looking at you know like two types of religious sects with like one thing in, that's different between the two of them you're like you're like wait a minute you guys are the same thing i don't know who to pick but they see the differences and they they uh they are fierce fierce rivals is this time i mean is new that my big question is wilton do and i think they're due 
if I don't pick Wilton here, they're going to, if I don't, if I pick Richfield, Wilton's going to win. If I pick Wilton, Richfield's going to win. So I'm in a tough spot. I kind of sentimentally want Wilton to kind of end this because I think this is a good team and I want them to kind of make a run here in class L, kind of selfishly. But I'm going to go with Wilton. You know, you know all that reasoning I gave you about, you know, like uh, Notre Dame, West Haven, like, you know, like having like three weeks of like uh, of evidence now to prove that they're not, you know, uh, this unknown or up and down team and stuff like that. I'm going to apply that all to Wilton, who I think is just really, really, really a dangerous team. So I'm going to pick Ridgefield. <laughs> I just there, there's something something solid about Ridgefield that I that it's sort of it's it's a little bit of a scaredy cat pick by me because uh, I because I know that Ridgefield's going to put out a a good solid effort and I'm and I'm kind of going you know it's kind of a 55 45 not score but percentage wise and I'm just going to bank on Ridgefield's solid play and 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 pass history. Uh, to, to, for that, but then, if if Wilton runs up a score on him, I wouldn't be shocked either. Beyond, to be honest with you, or score scores a lot of points anyway. I uh, I was really impressed by Wilton on Saturday. Grant Masterson's really good. Parker Woodring, yeah, he might be the best wide receiver that I've seen this year. Uh, he was just all over the place, and he was making some great catches. He caught one up on the sideline in the fourth quarter with them with Wilton with their backs to the end zone. I was really impressed by Wilton, but I look at the two Ridgefield losses and those are games that could have gone either way. And, you know, you can't pick against Ridgefield. I can't pick against Ridgefield. Um, But, you know, Wilton did end a streak against New Canaan uh, last week. And, you know, 1995, this one's 1993. This this is the team that's just going to break all these streaks. Maybe I think this game's going to be awesome. Can't pick against Ridgefield. I'm going to pick. I mean, I did pick against Ridgefield last week, but um, I picked St. Joe's. But I'm going to pick Richfield in this one. Um, I, but I do think this is going to be a classic uh, game. Richfield, he doesn't and, really believe. He's picking you, Richfield. He doesn't believe in you. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Hey, it might come down to Michael Cooper's foot again. So you know, it could it could come down to the wire again. But uh, I'm going to go with Richfield. All right, we got our game time CT game of the week. And again, if you don't know what it is by now, you have not been paying attention. We have number one, Darian six and zero traveling to St. Joe's to play the 6-0 St. Joseph Hogs. St. Joe's, 29-game winning streak. Their last loss came against Darien on September 22nd, 2018, 22-7. St. Joe's hasn't beaten Darien in CIAC play since 2013, and they've been losers of the last five. It's one versus two. It's game of the year, game of the century, whatever you want to call it. It's game of the week for us. Uh, there's so much that's going into this game. It's going to be awesome. At least I hope so. Jeff, who do you got? One or two? You know, in the last three of these, two has beaten one. So that's check St. Joe's. <laughs> 29 in a row. Check St. Joe's. Home field. Check St. Joe's. Quarterback that, and Mr. Morrissey, homecoming king, who can beat you with his Feet and his arm. Check St. Joe's. Maxwell Warren, a very dynamic player. And if you cover him, they've got other guys, Arroyo and Hutchinson. Versatility, check St. Joe's. 
uh, outstanding coaching staff, as good as, as there is in the state, check St. Joe's. The ability to use that versatility to score great com- uh, you know, comebacks and pull two games against the best teams in the state, check St. Joe's. So, dot, 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 dot. This is the third week in a row of tough games for the cadets slash hogs. That's got to have a lot of wear and tear on them. Some might say they're battle tested. Some might say they're worn out. But I'm going to say this. As the clock wears down, tick, tick, tick. There's my guy, Ty Comiskey, killing the clock, running for four yards, running for four more yards. Oh, St. Joe's does not get the ball back for a Darien victory. Wow. Sean, are you? Sean, this one's worth two punts. <laughs> that is just awful. I, I want to apologize to Insonia for Sean talking about the two points. <laughs> I, didn't, I just was like, oh, wow, I would have really gone with Insonia. <laughs> anyway, it shows you why I'm in last place. But, um, you know, I'm not, again, like I said, gloves are off. Gloves are off and, uh, you know, uh, I've I've seen St. Joe Darien battles over the years. I, I mean, I know they they've played almost every single year since 1997 until 2019. How about that? There's something you didn't know. Um, they played every single year, and Darien has won the lion's share of games. I mean, St. Joe wasn't great until you know this decade, but then again, so was Darien. Now, if you remember that, they both won state champ, collected state championships. St. Joe a little bit more, but then again, they're not playing constantly in Class L and Double L. So, uh, that said, uh, I'm kind of on Jeff's side on this. Listen, I think Ty Comiskey, I, I saw him play lacrosse beginning in April. I'm like, this guy's going to be one hell of a football player. And, uh, you know, when it's time to get the ball and kind of put the game away, he's going to be your guy. Did it against Wilton last week, really punished them. Uh, St. Joe has been in a few dogfights, which probably helps them out a little bit more. But then again, Darian was also in a dogfight with Wilton, had a lot of playmakers. I think St. Joe will score. I think Darian will score. But I also think the defense is going to have a little thing to say here. And, uh, you know, any mistake that Darian makes will be sure to be capitalized on. Um, it's going to be a great game. But, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned that they had they didn't play in 2019. They did play, if you really want to count this, they did play uh, last year when they played in the Independent League game. And I'm actually trying to pull that up here. I don't know why internet is slow, but there's that's a, why so. I said that they haven't beaten Darien CIAC. Right, exactly. So oh. it's St. Joseph. The I don't count those as in my head. as the Bad Sons football team, coached by Joe Del Vecchia and plenty of guys on that team, beat Darien 28 to 21, coached by Mike Forget. I may add, may add, and so a lot of the same guys. So that was kind of like a little get a little taste here. Do I think now with that things on the line, Darien? We'll, we'll lose this time at Dollingfield. I'm really tempted to take St. Joseph, but I'm going to go with Darianne because they get a lead, man. Missy's going to pound the rock. I, um, I'm i going to go different. I'm going with the Hogs. I'm going 29 in a row. You know, we had Joe on the meat grinder last week, and Sean, you know, spoke about how it's a different time, right? St. Joe's, instead of being on the set of being the team who's hoping things happen so they could get in the playoffs. They are winning games. They are winning championships. It's a different It's a different program. The tide is turning, and I'm going with the Hawks. I think they have so many different playmakers. 
They've played in close games. This Darianne team, yes, they did play in a very close game against Wilton. I do think St. Joe's a lot better than Wilton. And it's like, you know, in, uh, you know, the Miracle on Ice game when it was close and the coach didn't pull his goalie. He didn't know what to do. I don't know. I think if this one's close, St. Joe's knows what to do and they will win this game. All right. That's my great analysis of this game. Because at the end of the day, I'm in second to last. So what the hell do I know? Yeah. Even I, Ivanchik be the key to the game. Yeah. Darian defensive line. If they if they can, in my mind, at least bottle up St. Joe's enough to kind of like put a dent in that versatility, they can win this game. Yeah, I I love I love I love Darian in the spot. Um, you know, I do think St. Joe's got maybe a little bit of a edge coaching wise and field wise, but that's because the, their coaching staff has been together for the most part for for much of the last 10 12 15 years and uh and you know St. Darian's obviously got a new coach and you know there's been some some definitely some turnover there but uh yeah I, I look I, I don't Darian just does not lose this, this spot I think I think they're just better have been better in late game I don't know it's hard to listen this is gonna be it's one versus two it's not supposed to be easy you know, this game, this game is supposed to be a close game. I'm expecting all of our picks to be split. I don't think this is, uh, this is definitely not a one-sided one. So that'll wrap up the show this week. As always, I'm Pete Puglaga for Sean, Patrick Boley, and Jeff Jacobs. We will see you. We will be everywhere, especially on Saturday. Yeah. Look out for us. Give us, uh, give us the business, and uh, we'll talk to you guys this weekend. Later. <laughs>